Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. Today's guest knows a thing or two about hacking the human body. She's a board-certified anesthesiologist and fellow-trained interventional pain medicine physician, and she graduated in the first-ever class of physicians trained and certified in peptide medicine. I'm talking about uh, Dr. Heather smith Fernandez, who's the founder of the Regenerative Institute of Medicine in Naples, Florida. And she created something called peptology, which is a study and clinical application of peptides in living beings, both human and non-human. And I consider her to be one of the go-to experts on peptides because she's using them throughout her practice, regenerative treatments, advanced aesthetics, sexual health, hormone therapy, preventive medicine, all that kind of stuff that is motherhood and apple pie to me. So Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Hi, Dave. You also do bioidentical hormone replacement, which is something that changed my life when I was 26. That was about 20 years ago for me uh, because I had less, <laughs> less, ester- no, less testosterone and more estrogen than my mom when I was 26. Oh, oh, yes. My hormones were yeah. seriously broken. Yes. Uh, so I, I believe that that really helped to change the trajectory of my health and my life and my brain and everything else. Uh, and so that's something that already is cutting edge, but now you're all into peptides, which are super like bleeding edge. What made you go from doing things like, uh, uh, hormones into this highly specialized, but really just a couple year old area of science? Well, I think that, um, like like you and like a lot of people who are really committed to um, thinking about health a different way than what we've been doing in this country for a while, really doing preventative medicine and what you're doing is utterly revolutionary. I, um, I was kept awake at night by the patients that didn't get better from my regenerative procedures. You have two patients next to each other with the same problem, whether it was a knee or a back or a shoulder, and relatively same age, same activity level. And a couple times they would have markedly different outcomes. And that just sent me down, that's what sent me down the pathway of learning about hormones. Because when I started really digging into the research, the patients that did better with every kind of regenerative procedure were patients that were hormone optimized. And um, once I got that so I said I need to learn about this, and I did that. In about 2012, I was fully certified in hormone medicine and applying that to my regenerative practice. But I was also searching for when we target a tissue, how can we make the PRP or the cellular preparation, whatever we're putting into that tissue, how can we maximize the healing effect? And the first peptide I worked with was IGF-1, and as um, some of your listeners, and you may know, IGF-1 is an active metabolite of growth hormone, and it's highly prolific. And when it's, it can also wake up progenitor cells to get them to start helping in the healing process. And, and of course, somorelin was one of the early peptides that when patients had their growth hormone levels more optimized, they just did better. And then they felt better. And they had all of these incidental improvements aside from what procedure I had done to their joint or their spine. And it was, it was just a love story that started right from there with me and peptides. And I went and learned from every person I could possibly learn from. So the idea of IGF-1 or insulin-like growth factor, it makes 
cells grow fat grow faster as well it's kind of described so does insulin by the way because insulin makes cells grow faster that's why bodybuilders used to go slam a bunch of sugar after lifting weights to raise their insulin so they could put on more mass and get swole uh, <laughs> despite the downside and then sermorellin is a way of raising growth hormone without injecting the stuff that's a thousand dollars a vial to inject right so you are basically modifying the growth rate of tissue so people would recover faster yes. and doing it with these tiny little protein fragments. How do we know that they work? Like how do we discover all these different peptides? Well, the first peptide that was sequenced outside the body was insulin, and it was a long time ago. And um, the making a peptide is actually a very, very complicated process. Being able to take a, a large protein from the body and find the active segment that sits in one particular receptor. Some proteins can have um, multiple actions at different sites. That's often how we think about hormones is that you have one substance that has multiple different actions at different sites of the body. But being able to know which sequence needed to sit in that receptor to get the desired biological effect on the other side was um, was years and years of research and science. And once they learned how to sequence peptides outside the body and make them stable, which was a really big leap forward in peptide medicine, then you see the the, the research just skyrocket. They, some of our um, Russian friends and our Croatian friends were way ahead of us with peptide research. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it, we, we didn't get to play with their, to their toys until fairly recently when... Um, there was just a lot more information that was being shared. And um, so we're catching up really quickly, though, uh, with being able to to utilize peptides and study them. You've also put together a, a list of sort of the top 10 things you can treat with peptides uh, for people listening to the show. And I already forgot your URL. What's your URL? It's drheather.net slash Dave. All right, drheather.net slash Dave. You go there, she put together a bunch of stuff. We don't have any financial arrangements other than I just want you guys to know about peptides. There's a bunch I've written about peptides on the Dave Asprey blog, um, but uh, Dr. Heather here knows a lot about them and I want you guys to know. And part of this is the the price I quoted, it's what I spent on Epitalin is probably 50 bucks. You go to a proper compounding pharmacy, medically certified people are going to spend, what, 200 bucks on a typical Epitalin? Yeah, I mean, peptides, um, sourcing is extremely important. I had, um, I learned that in my practice uh, the, the hard way. And so I always share with physicians, you need to really know where the peptide is coming from. Um, I can tell you a story about what happened to one of my patients. Um, I normally get my peptides from a very reputable manufacturer, and they were out of a peptide. It's a melanotan peptide, which is a, a tanning peptide, but it's also... I like that one. Oh, it's really good. It's, it's so helpful for autoimmune diseases, chronic inflammation, sleep, libido and it protect I live in South Florida where you know you can fry an egg on my forehead if I'm not careful in the summertime in 5 minutes and um so it protects you from burning and protects you from sun damage um but anyway melanotan does have a potential side effect for some people about 15% of people will get nauseated the nausea is usually not severe it usually is self limited by about 15 minutes maybe 20 minutes and then it goes away and not everybody gets this. Well, my normal supplier was back ordered, and my patient was really not patient about it. They really needed the peptide. Let, let me guess, it was a guy? 
<laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll know, talk about why he was desperate later. He he just wasn't here in that week. I couldn't get it. And so I sourced from a local compounder that people, a compounder that I knew the pharmacist. They were very reputable. I'd done a lot of business with them. And um, they, it, the peptide arrived with their label on it, just like it looked just like it normally should look. Gave it to the patient to use. And the patient experienced such severe, severe nausea, like severe nausea to the point where they almost went to the emergency room for three days. Oh my goodness, that's but, severe. Yes. I've never heard of that. Three days. He was calling me three, four times a day, every day. What is going on? I was tr you know, trying to treat his nausea, but as soon as the anti-nausea medicine wore off, he was back to being on his bathroom floor. Uh, it was awful. And so I immediately contacted my, um, my, my compounding pharmacy and sent the bottle back. And I said, please test this. There's something wrong with this peptide. Where did you get it? And they said, well, we got it from so-and-so. And I said, well, is that who made it? No, we don't know who makes it. And that is the common story. There, there's so many middlemen in the passing of peptides that the truth is there's only a couple actual manufacturers. And you, they, you don't always know where it's coming from unless you really do the research and know. And so they didn't find any overt contaminants, but there was clearly something very wrong with that peptide. And I've heard horror stories of, you know, people ordering peptides just off of the internet and the, for research only peptides. And I've seen, I've seen the pictures of some of the labs out of the country that are making peptides that literally look like they should be condemned. So something out of Breaking Bad back yes, in Winnebago, guys 100%. in their BBDs. Yep. A hundred percent like that, that you thought, oh my gosh, you would inject this into your body. Um, so I, you know, and that was a really important lesson and that happened several years ago. And a lot of physicians just don't know that where, you know, they think that the, their compounders can't do full stability and quality testing on every single bottle of peptides that come to them. They, there's a, there's a certain chain that they would never, they would have to charge you six times what they charge you. The peptide is highly, uh, under underpriced, then you probably want to make sure you understand why that is. So let's talk about melanotan for a minute. First, we talked about epitalon, which makes your brain work well and is a, a broad spectrum anti-aging one. Oh, we never talked about epitalon. Uh, I spent about 50 bucks, maybe 70 bucks on it or something. But the protocol that I learned for anti-aging that goes back to 2003, the first research, I think, you inject once a day for 10 days every six months. But I've also used it more frequently than that. Uh, how often do you recommend using epitalin? Every day. <laughs> really? Yeah. Without stop? Without stop. What, just not, not that, dose? just small doses. So just 10 units, really small doses um, okay. can be used every day. Um, I like to cycle almost every peptide. Um, I don't, just for cost and real estate, I'm not a very big person and my real estate gets sore. So I like to just let the injection sites heal. By, by real estate, <laughs> we mean ass. Well, yeah, and belly. <laughs> and uh, right. Any place I mean, but, where their skin. <laughs> right. So the, the places you inject are the back of the arm, your <laughs> butt, and I hate doing the belly because it always hurts. So I don't do it on my belly, but you can. <laughs> you that, those are really the only spots, right? Pretty much. I mean, you can do them anywhere you have skin with a little fat underneath it, but those are the places that are easiest to reach if you're injecting yourself. So, okay. um, so I think that cycling, cycling is necessary for a lot of peptides, but even peptides where we don't we don't necessarily need to cycle. I think it's always good to let your body have a break. Now, 
Um, melanotan is sort of the opposite end of this. You mentioned it's one that's good for tanning. It has some other interesting effects. Uh, you want to talk about uh, other than avoiding sunburns and getting a nice dark skin, what is the role of MSH, melanocyte stimulating hormone, which is also known as melanotan? Well, it works in the melanocortin system of the brain, and there's four different main melanocortin hormones. And they are um, extremely important in the inflammatory response. So when you're managing, especially with um, with an autoimmune situation where the inflammation is um, to your own tissues and it's unregulated and it, it obviously becomes a real problem, when you can quiet that part of the system, it, it's very effective at that and it does promote more uh, deep sleep. It also has a... When taken in the morning though, right? Or do you find you can say I think that there are two groups of people. There are those that will take it in the morning and they do better. And there are those that take it at night and they have to really? experiment. Yeah. Um, especially for the, those people that get a little bit nauseated from melanotan. Oh, it's not a okay. good... Yeah. When they try to take it in the morning. Now that nausea really isn't severe. It shouldn't be <laughs> severe and it's, it's self-limiting. It doesn't last very long. It can be um, prophylaxed with several things if, if it does cause nausea. CBD or full-spectrum cannabis is extremely effective at blunting the nausea from ever happening. All right. So pinealin's not on your uh, your radar. How about thymosin? Is that one that you use? Oh, yes. I love right, thymosin. Tell me about thymosin. Um, thymosin alpha-1 and thymosin beta-4 are both... Um, I use them a lot in my practice. I use them a lot on myself as well. The thymosin alpha is... Um, it, it's incredibly effective at, at when you start, if you're going to start to get sick, um, doesn't matter, you know, cold and flu season. And if you start to have any symptoms at all, you can do a fairly large bolus dose of thymosin alpha and, and your immune system is so propped up that you don't even get sick. It's, it's all over from the first onset of symptoms. Um, it's also exceptional for inflammation for autoimmune, all the autoimmune conditions, especially autoimmune um, inflammatory arthropathy, which um, I have and I, I had, I should say, it's something <laughs> that's extremely managed. I don't, I don't think anybody with autoimmune disease should wear that label as if, oh, you've got autoimmune disease, you know, good luck. It's, it's not like that anymore. We understand so much better how to modulate the immune system to not have symptoms. And thymosin alpha is extremely effective at that. And it's very safe in high doses. It has a short half-life. So if you're um, aggressively treating, you need to treat multiple times during the day. Um, but in combination with the thymosin beta-4, you really, it, it just tackles inflammation. Um, it's really, really good. So you inject alpha-1 and beta-4 at the same time? I inject a lot of peptides at the same time. I'm I'm kind of a um, a combination peptide freak. <laughs> I, I mean, I, peptide pin cushion. I mean, yeah, me too, actually. I, but they they work so when you know how to combine peptides in your system, not in a syringe, but in your system, um, then you you're getting this synergy that um, is is really incredible, and you can get that for your patients, where you're not just tackling one thing. You know, peptides combine fine in a syringe, though. They're just small little protein fragments. They're not likely to stick to each other and form new compounds when you're injecting They're them. They're not likely to, but unless they've done the testing on stability. Now, for my own self, but this is this is controversy that comes up all the time. I get asked this constantly to save yourself from, you know, if I'm, if I'm using seven peptides, do I have to inject myself seven different places two to three times a day? Anybody would get tired of that. 
Um, and I've talked to different PharmDs about this. I've talked to one who works with a peptide manufacturer that said, if you're combining in a syringe and injecting in your body, your chances of having some cross-reaction happen where something becomes unstable is very, very low. And yet there are other respectable folks in the peptide world that say um, you, you really can change the bonding. You can change things. If they haven't been tested for stability to be combined together in a bottle, you shouldn't be combining them in a syringe. So there's two schools of thought on that. I tell my patients, you know, um, but if it hasn't been tested combined in a, in a bottle yet together, then they, you may not be getting the effect you want in the syringe. But most people are combining uh, them in a syringe. It- Here's why you combine them in a syringe. It's two things. One, it hurts less. And two, syringes are plastic waste. And it's just not okay. Imagine if we had 7 billion people using six <laughs> six needles a day. It would not scale. No, so, I, I don't disagree with you. And I, I, I think that it's a good platform to ask for more stability testing so that we can yeah. combine peptides and feel very comfortable that your investment is safe. What are the peptides am I missing here? We got thymosin, we got PT one forty one, we got epitalin, we got melanotan. Well, um, I, I think what I near and dear to your heart also, and and what you you really, um, I thought in Superhuman you did such a great job of explaining really technical things um, to non technical people when it comes to mitochondria and cellular energy. We have some really exciting peptides. One of them isn't even out yet. It's it's supposed to be available in March. Um, but it is a mitochondrial peptide. Um, Whoa. Yes, it is SS31. SS? SS31. And it helps to dysregulate the production of mitochondrial free radical production. So the mitochondrial derived um, reactive oxygen species and is therefore being looked at as a global anti-aging molecule. And it's going to make its debut in March. Um, but there's been a lot of buzz about this peptide, um, in, especially in combination with the 5-amino-1-MQ, which is another one of my favorites. 5-amino-1-MQ is um, it's a capsule, which is kind of nice to take a break from injecting. Um, and it's, its real target is it's a nicotinamide N-methyltransferase inhibitor. And so it not to get too technical on it, but you're you're improving your um, autophagy of mu- especially muscle cells that are no longer serving you. I love the term zombie cells. Um, <laughs> if you have zombie cells, they're not serving your, you anymore. When the 5-amino-1-MQ not only improves cellular energy, but it's also flipping that switch to either take a cell that is sickly and get it back to a normal functioning cell or allow the autophagy to happen. But interestingly about this peptide is when you take it, you feel really good. You notice less body pain, more focus, more energy. Um, your own physical capability is, is better. You can find them in a one MQ, one capsule morning. Uh, Well, the, the, the studies were really done with three capsules a day. Um, and because like Monday, you know, morning, noon and and evening, um, I usually recommend people start with one because it can increase hunger. That has not happened to me, but there are quite a few people that notice that, that they do feel a little more peckish or a little more hungry than they normally do. Um, I practice intermittent fasting and I, I think that keeps my 
craving really, it's just not something that I've had a problem with since I've been practicing intermittent fasting. Um, but that's been reported as a possible side effect, but everybody that uses this peptide and it's, it's really designed to treat, it's going to sound kind of silly, but diet induced obesity. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so there's, you know, not so many forms of obesity, but that's how they kind of state it. So, um, it's, it's a, a great little peptide, very low um, to no side effects other than some people reporting increased hunger. And um, it's palpable. It's kind of nice. You know, one of the things that's nice about melanotan is you really see it um, working. It's very obvious yeah. that it's doing something in your body. And not everybody is as sensitive to feeling the changes of these things, at least not right away. Everybody will notice after using peptides for a certain period of time. Um, but when there's a there's just somatic um, symptom, there's there's a, a noticeable difference in how you feel, how you think, how you sleep. It's a pretty powerful reinforcement, um, and 5-amino-1-MQ is one of those. It's 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 a very exciting peptide that has so many applications. That is one that I have not experimented with. I've I've heard about it, but uh, you've encouraged me to go find some and give it a shot. And I'll definitely be doing the SS31 as soon as that comes out because the mitochondrial peptides are um, very exciting. Anything that makes mitochondria work better is a good deal. That's exciting. So please no. tell me how it goes for you when you use these peptides. I'm really love to know. I will. All right. Uh, Heather, it's, it's been fantastic having you on the show to talk about uh, peptides and what that, you know, kind of what they do and how you got there from hormones. And I am, I'm very, very convinced after five years of using them that they're a very powerful part of anti-aging medicine. And I wish that we would just get more of them approved and, and out there faster. And your work training doctors is important for that. So thank you. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure. And thank you so much. And thank you for come, having me on to talk about peptides, which I'm just, um, is a huge passion of mine. So it's been wonderful. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.